0: So we celebrate him. Uh, you know, some people, you ask some people, are you ready for Christmas? You know, they'll say, No. Are you ready for 2022? No. I mean, you know, people are never ready for anything sometimes, you know. But praise God, we're ready. We're ready for him. We're ready to praise him. We're ready to uh, share his word. We're ready to pay attention to his word. We're ready to receive him or come with him one day when he comes back. Right? Uh, I remember my wife uh, told me one day, yeah, when Jesus returns to earth... And we see him, we look up and look at him. I say, you may be looking up and looking at him. I'm going to be looking at him from behind, coming with him, praise God. I don't know how many here are going to be coming with him when he returns to earth. (laughs) We're coming with him, praise God. Hallelujah. And that uh, is is, is awesome. You know, a a well-known psalm, 119, 105, reads, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And most of us, if not all of us, know that, that verse. We say it over and over again so many times. Uh, Charles Spurgeon was asked once, what is more important, praying or reading the Bible? To which he answered, what is more important? Breathing in or breathing out? I mean, they go hand in hand, right? You can't have one without the other. Uh, so, you know, the word of God is so very, very important. Romans eight thirty two, Paul writes, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all, all of us, how will he not also with him, say with him. with him go ahead say with him. with him how will he not also with him graciously give us some things oh all things that's right jesus jesus came to this earth for you and i he came to this earth to make his father known to us he came to this earth to build a bridge uh, so that we could have the correct relationship with God again, okay? He came to this earth to save humanity, to make a, 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 make it a possible, make it possible for us to be saved, praise God. Saved from the uh, slavery of sin, saved <laughs> from ourselves, right? So many times at the But praise God. And and God so loved us that he did that for us. When I tell you, brother, I'm going to tell you, sister, that uh, if God would have asked me to go through what Jesus went through, uh, you'd be in deep trouble. Deep trouble. Praise God that the Son of God said, yes, one day. I'll do it. I will do it. And he left everything he had up there. Can you imagine? He, he, he took off, uh, you know, and, and just left everything he had in glory and, and became one like us, became a, a human being. Praise God. Yes, he, he, he never lost his, his divinity, but he functioned here as a human being. And I appreciate that so much, really. I, I, I really appreciate that of Jesus because, you see, when I think about that and when I read the Word of God and I, and I read what, what he went through and, and what he did and, and, and his being tired and him being hungry, I said to myself, you know what? I could do this. I could do this with his help. I could do this. I could live on this earth, this side of the sun, holy, holy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Not holier than thou, okay? But I mean, we could live here like he wants us to live. We could do it because he not only came for that, but he left and then sent us the Holy Spirit who is God to help us live the kind of life that he wants us to live. Amen? And so... We could do this, folks. Praise God. So if you're not ready for 2022, for whatever reason, let's uh, shake it off. Let's start, let's start uh, uh, getting ready uh, and make a difference. Make a difference in this world. We are here to make a difference. Thanks for that. Amen. One somebody. Praise, praise God. It's a package deal. With him, he gave us everything. Do you understand that? With him, he gave us everything. Peter puts it another way. He says, everything that pertains to life and godliness, he has given us. So what are you lacking? What are you lacking? If you are a born again believer, you have the Holy Spirit in you and you have everything that Jesus came to bring. So if you're lacking things that come from above, either you're ignorant of it, you just don't believe, or you're a rebel. But we have everything that pertains to life and godliness given to us with Jesus. It's a package deal. Some people love, you know, they open the box and, and they'll take out, you know, the singing, the praise and so on. And they love that. And they they focus on that and that alone. Some people like the word and they'll take the word out and they read the word, and they study the word, and they'll focus on that alone. Some people, prayer. Prayer is the thing. Prayer changes everything. And they'll focus on prayer alone. Well, you know what? We got it wrong because we need it all. We need to read the word. We need to study the word. We need to pray. We need to sing. We need to praise him and worship him. You know, we need to congregate. We need the relationships here. We need it all. Don't miss out on everything that God has for you. How important is the word of God? The Bible says that God created everything with his word. I was reading uh, a commentary one day. And it says that in, in one of the Aramaic uh, translations, Genesis 1 reads, it doesn't read God said, it reads the word said. The word said, let there be light. The word said, the word said, the word said. And I was reading that and it was, it was interesting to me because then I remember what, uh, what John said in his gospel in chapter 1, you remember that? In the beginning was? And the Word was with? And the Word was? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, but the Word was God. Now, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I understand that, I don't know now, but I know that in ancient times, uh, the Hebrew people, when the roll would be opened, they would stand in awe and in reverence. You know why? Because in their mind, God was going to speak. You hear me? When you open the word up, somebody's going to read that word, speak that word, but in their minds, God is going to speak. So, you know, we need to, I think, go back to to that kind of reverence. I mean, I don't mean for you to stand up all the time, but, I mean, really pay attention because God is going to speak. And I'm not talking about Pastor Terry. I mean, you know, he had a birthday yesterday, by the way. Hey, Amen. You know? I mean, you know, we're not talking about him or, you know... Maybe at his age he may qualify, but (laughs) we're talking about God. When when, When the word is being spoken, when you read the word, when you study the word, know that God and the word cannot be separated, folks. Know before whom you have come. It is God. It is him. And so he, he expects that reverence. And, you know, we have lost that for to some extent. I mean, I, I get up here and, and I, I see everybody. And, and sometimes you don't see what's going on in the very back. We've got people talking and you got people doing whatever and what have you. You know, that's disrespectful to the Lord. That is Disrespectful. Because when when the service starts, you need to focus on him. We're praising and worshiping our Lord. And your focus and your attention, your full attention needs to be doing that. You see? And so the word is very important because the word and God are the same. Interesting, what Jesus said in John fifteen seven. He says, "If you remain in me, and my words remain in you." As I was preparing for this, you know that 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 verse came up, and and uh, I said to myself, "Wow, you know, I think the logical thing would have been if you remain in me, and I remain in you." But he doesn't say that. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, because in my word and me are the same. My word and me are one. So the word of God is so, so very important. It is vital that every believer not only read God's word, but study the, God's word. A lot of people say, I study the word. All you do is read it, really. That's all you do. You, may, you might as well read a novel or something, a history book. or You know, I mean, you need to read it. Don't get me wrong. We need to read the word of God. But he, he also wants us to be a little bit more, go a little bit deeper, you know, and study it. Study the word of God. When you study the Word of God, if you have that in mind, God and the Word are one, you imagine what you're doing? Your your relationship with, with God goes deeper, grows deeper, grows closer. A lot of people say to me, well, I have a relationship with God. That's not enough. You have to have the right relationship with God. Dogs have a relationship with God. Don't be so quiet. They're God's creation, aren't they? Did he create dogs? Did he create animals? They have a relationship with God, but that's not the kind of relationship that God wants us to have with him. He wants us to have the correct relationship. And it's in the word. In the word. And as we come nearer to him, and as we pray, and as we practice all the disciplines of a disciple... We grow in that. Proverbs 4, 1 through 9. In this uh, proverb, in this chapter, God offers us about eight things that God's word will produce in each person who will pay attention to it, who will study it, who will receive it. Proverbs 4, 1 through 9. So I'm just going to go through these real quick. I'm not going to keep you here too long today. Number one is understanding. Look at verse one. Hear, my sons, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. You know, you could be intelligent and not have very much understanding. Uh, You know, intelligence and understanding are not necessarily the same thing. We're intelligent enough to know how a car starts. How to put the key in the car or push the button or have you get in it. We're intelligent enough how to drive or what have you. But do we understand how the car really functions? Do we understand all the parts of that car and how they function together and one thing leads to another? We don't understand all of that. Unless you're a mechanic and maybe even at that sometimes you don't. But... Uh, understanding so you know understanding is the power of the soul by virtue of which he conceives things or you conceive things compares them judges them induces and deduces others from which he already or you already know understanding the the word says above all you're getting get understanding there's a lot of people go around you know well they could, they could, you know, by memory, say that word. And, and uh, I've known two or three people like that in my life. Matter of fact, there was one guy that used to minister, go around ministering, and they would call him the living Bible. And uh, he would memorize a lot of scripture. That's all good and dandy, you know. But are you living it? So what's the sense of memorizing scripture if it's not doing you any good, if it's not producing in your life anything that godly, if it's not changing you, transforming you, or you're not even using it for the benefit of others. So understanding. Number two, verse four says, and he taught me and said unto me, let thy heart retain my word, keep my commandments and live. Say live. Live. You want to live? You want life? I mean, real life? Get into his word and get that word in you. The word of God will produce real life in you, not just existence. There's a lot of people just existing in this world. Just going through the motions. But praise God, God gave, came to give us life and give it more abundantly. And God and the word are one. So when you get that word in you, when you study that word, when you read that word, when you speak that word, when you do that word, you're living for real. Living for real. So life, another thing that it will produce in your life, in your being, is wisdom. Verse 5 get wisdom get wisdom how by my words the word of god and god are one remember and true wisdom james says comes from above we're not talking about the street wisdom we're talking about the wisdom that comes from almighty god that wisdom you need that wisdom it's a higher degree of knowledge prudent conduct, in life or in business. We need that. We need that every day of our lives, everything that we do. We need wisdom. Intelligence. Verse 5, again. It says, get wisdom, get understanding. The other, the other translation there is "is intelligence. Yeah, he wants us to be intelligent, of course. I mean, he wouldn't have given us a brain, I think, maybe if he doesn't. But, but he wants us to be intelligent. But don't let that human intelligence blow you up, okay? You got some, some people, some, some ministers that I know, that they think because they know so much up here, they got it made. They got it all made. They got it all figured out. None of us know enough. None of us know all. None of us. That's why we have to continue sharing with each other. That's why we have to continue reading the word, studying the word, praying. We have to continue that every day of our lives because we do not know it all. And I got news for you. We probably, when we get to heaven, we probably won't know it all. He's still God, not us. I mean, we're not going to grow into being gods and knowing it all. No. There's still going to be a lot that he's going to teach us and we're going to learn. Praise God. So many things that, that sometimes we just don't think about. I shared this the other day with the Spanish congregation and the first time that my wife heard it, because I never shared it with her. But while we were visiting my son Israel in his in his in the hospital that day, that he passed away. Well, we were, God blessed us. We were there most of the day with him, and uh, I was sitting next to him, and I was just. On his head, you know, just caressing him. And there, God tells me, I love him so much that I want him with me. Man, I tell you, uh, it really had not got in my throat. And I didn't know what to think. And he told me, tell him. That was not easy, folks. That was not easy. But God, even at that, even there, he's always teaching us something. He's always showing us something. The great love and concern that he wants, that he has for us. And that there is a time that he will want us with him. And I told Israel, Israel, God loves you so much that he he wants you with him. And maybe... An hour or so later, he went on to be with the Lord. But you know, when you're in the word and when the word is in you, you will understand these things a lot better. And you will be able to perform and do what he says to do a lot easier. The word and God are one. Another thing that the word will produce in you is he will watch over us. He will watch over us. Verse 6 says, Forsake her not, and she will preserve thee. Love her, and she will keep thee. The word of God and God are one. And when you love God, when you love God, I mean, really love God and seek him out every day and try and make your best effort to to fulfill his desires and his will in your life, he will keep you. He will cover you with his care all the time. You won't have to be afraid. You won't have to be worried. Because he will, in, in nineteen, we came up here and my wife uh, and kids in nineteen seventy eight. Uh, I think it was it was in seventy nine or eighty. Uh, sister Dilia was uh, came up and she was living uh, here in Umbo. And one day we decided on a weekend, we decided, you know, why don't we just go over there and just spend a couple of days, spend the weekend over there. I mean, we were living in Audubon Park, Humble also close by, but we just wanted to get out of the routine and do something different. So we did. And uh, that was a Friday that we went over to their house. I don't know if she remembers this, but... uh, the kids and I we, and my wife were there, and we were just having a good time. And My wife needed something from the house, so I went back. On Saturday morning, I went back to the house to pick up what she wanted. When I get to the driveway, I noticed that the front door is completely open. I mean, fully open. And I look, and in the middle of my living room, Everything was placed in the middle. Of the, I mean, furniture, clothes, you name it. Everything was, they were going to move us out, whoever it was. They were going to move us out. Uh, fortunately, uh, the next door neighbor, um, uh, she was a new, mo- new, new mother. And her baby, that night, around it was around, she told me around 5 in the morning, her baby woke up crying, and she woke up. To take care of the baby, and she heard a glass break <laughs> and she looked through her window and saw movement inside my kitchen she could from her window she could see into my kitchen and uh and and she she saw movement, and she called the police well the police got there immediately and uh The 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 officer that I talked to afterwards, he says, yeah, we we got here and we were looking through the kitchen uh, window at these guys, you know, putting everything, you know, and taking from the garage and taking from. The thing is, they didn't take anything. They were not able to take anything. The police got a hold of them and arrested them. And not only did they not take anything, they left a watch. They left a watch there, you know. And I said, okay, well, thank you for the watch. The thing is, God will keep you. God will protect you and protect everything that belongs to you. And since then, listen to me. You could think whatever you want, but since then, I pray, God, have your angels take care of not only my house, my belongings, but the neighborhood. May nothing happen in these neighborhoods where I live. This was, I think, in 1980. Not once in any of the neighborhoods that I live, anybody has been stolen anything. There has been no breaking. Nothing has happened, praise God. And I believe God always has his angels around us taking care of it. It works. Folks, for, for God loves us. God loves us to the greatest extent. We don't understand his love yet. It's amazing. And so when Ike when Ike uh, visited us, remember Hurricane Ike? We all, my family, we, we went to Victor's house and uh, because he had gas i we we had a electric stove everything was electric but he had gas over there so we went to his house and we spent the day and the night over there the next morning when everything went by uh i said well, you know what uh, let me go to the house and see see how everything is so i'm driving and uh uh, I make a, a right turn onto the street where we're living and I stopped because I just saw all these branches and all this stuff all over the place and I'm thinking, oh, my God. What's happened to the house? Fences down, trees on top of houses and here I am, you know, slowly working myself to the house. When I get to the house, I couldn't believe my eyes. There was not a branch. There was not anything around. There was no, I mean, there was nothing around our house. I couldn't believe it. And I had to stop in the driveway and just praise God and thank him for it. The neighbors, the neighbors had you know, limbs and all over the place and trees falling all over. And we didn't have anything wrong in our in our house and surrounding. Nothing. I wish I had taken a picture because some people don't believe me. But it was, it's amazing. God's word and God are one. When you honor his word, you're honoring God, and he will preserve you. Remember the uh, the, the, the blessing in Numbers 6? It says, may God bless you and keep you. That keep you means he will take care of you. He will protect you. He will protect you, which in verse 6 also talks about protecting us. He will protect us. He will keep us. Folks, the word of God and God are one. Love it. Get into it every day. Also, he will exalt us. Look at verse 8. Exalt her. Exalt the word. And she will promote thee. (laughs) She will promote thee. In other words, she will exalt thee. She will honor you. God will honor those that honor him. He's not only seeking His to glorify him and, and honor him. I mean, he deserves all of our honor and all of our respect and all the glory and everything. He deserves it all, right? But he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him, and he will reward us with honor. He will will exalt us, praise God. Seek his word, you're seeking God, and he will do all of this. Peter says, put your cares in the mighty hands of God because he cares for you. And in due time, he will what? Exalt you, raise you, lift you up so the word is very extremely important he will honor you he will crown us verse 9 she will give to thy head a chaplet of grace hallelujah a crown of beauty will she deliver to thee right now you don't see that crown but it is it's a it's a crown of honor It's a crown of grace that he had had given us. It's a a crown of beauty. And one day when we are with him, we will have that crown. We will have that crown, although we'll put it at his feet because really he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords and he deserves it all. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the word of God will do all of this for you, will produce this in all of us if we seek him out. I don't know about you, folks, but I, I want everything that God has for me. I want everything that God has for me. Whatever's mine, I want it. And the only way to know and to get there it's being led by the Holy Spirit, reading his word, studying his word. Congregating. We need each other. We need each other. I need you. And let me tell you, as a pastor, i we cannot do this without you. We cannot do this without you. So we need, we need each other. But you need God. So we need this here and now, whatever God has for us, especially considering the times we live in. We can obtain all of this through his word, through his word, because the word and God are one. One. So, how do you want your life to look like this coming year? How do you want your life to look like this coming year? What would you be doing this coming year? Are you just going to keep the status quo? Because let me tell you, in God, there's always an upward movement, we could always progress we could always do better. We could always know more. We could always do more. Okay? We could always be better. We could always be holier. We could always be more like Christ. So don't stay in the status quo. And don't take, like Pastor Trevor said a while ago, and mentioned it, don't take the old baggage with you. God has new things for us, folks. He always has fresh and new things for us. So what are you going to do? The thing is, the table is served. All is prepared. So what are you going to do about it? As for me and my house, we will continue serving the Lord, seeking him to do better, because we could do so much better, seeking him, to grow and be looking more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate his birth. Let's celebrate being like him, What do you? What do you say? Let's celebrate being like him more and more. This coming year, let's celebrate more of him, more of him, less of me and more of him. This coming year, let's make a difference in this world, folks. The church, the church as a whole, has failed to a large extent. And that's why, and one of the reasons we are living in times that we're living, of course, prophecy is going to be fulfilled. But let me tell you something, folks we are here to be salt and light. Boy, it's quiet. My question to you, are you being salt and light? If not, it's time to change. It's time to change. Amen? It's time to change.